1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, breathe it in. Happy Friday. Happy almost weekend. What is going on? Bill Ryder with you. Tom Celestino in New York City. We're coming to you live from. The Rocket Mortgage Studios, when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I love Fridays. I think I think Bum of the Week might be the favorite segment we do here on the show. Now, as with all things, nothing is constant but change. And there's a rising competitor. There's a young Turk. There's an ambitious young segment on on the move called Can Tom Answer These Movie Quotes Trivia Quiz that, that we're building, that we're constructing, that's pretty exciting. That could, that could replace it. We're not going to necessarily do it today because we don't have Andrew Bogish. The great Mike McCann's here instead. But when Bogish is back and D cell's fired up, that could be a top segment here on the show. Uh, buy or sell, an old favorite. Headlines from around sports, including a, another level of heroics from Mookie Betts, who's just a hell of a lot of fun to watch play baseball, unless I guess you're a Giants fan or an anti Dodgers fan. So we'll hit some baseball and other topics in buy or sell. Later in the show, we'll crown a bum of the week. Our friend, friend of the show, Jared Greenberg, who last I saw in person was at a bathroom at the finals. That so was kind of awkward, right? Actually, I, I like the guys. I, I, I sort of feel like there's a level of confidence to dudes who, who just go full, what's up, bro, when you're in the restroom. Because, dudes, you know, there's some difference of opinions how social you're allowed to be. What's more awkward, an elevator or a bathroom? It's a tough call. Jared doesn't, Jared doesn't do awkward. He just does charm, humor, NBA information. We'll get all of it on the show. To be fair, D-Cell, some people would describe this show at times as a bathroom. But that's not me. I don't think that's the case. Looking forward to having Jared Greenberg on the show in an hour. I, I, don't, um, I don't love live golf, and I've talked about that pretty good amount. I'm a huge Charles Barkley fan, so it's, it is disconcerting. It is disappointing. It is dispiriting. The direction things seem to be going with Chuck as it relates to live golf. But as we say all the time on the program, as the little opening montage just tried to suggest, open to being wrong, open to changing my mind. I'm not there on live golf, but Barkley makes, I think, a pretty interesting counterpoint itself. It's self-interested, but that's okay, And we'll get into that about 30 or 40 minutes worth worth your time. And then we'll also just do the obligatory uh, Darvin Ham pretending that, that Russell Westbrook is, is great and nothing's going to be bad. It, om- and I should make fun of bullying because I can remember when I was in high school some kids who got bullied and it was, you know, it wasn't fun. But it just, doesn't it feel like Westbrook is bullying Darvin Ham? And, and Darvin, everything's fine here, Mom. Nobody took my lunch money. I promise. I'm friends with Russ. This black guy from when we were roughhousing around, I swear. There's just a weird tone to the degree to which Ham has gone over the top and saying, Westbrook's well, amazing, and we'll get into that. That's not a very good imitation. We'll get into that about 15 or 20 minutes. We start here, though, and as always, you want to call us 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And by the way, some of you took took um, the offer I'm about to make again. You took us up on it last week or two weeks ago. You can call 855-212-4CBS to come on the show, to come on the air, to let your voice be heard, to talk about Kyler Murray's money, which I'm about to get into but if you just want to talk to Diesel, if you just want to say hi, wish him well, I think somebody called in and just said, Hey man, I like the show. That's fine. You want some life advice. And this is a secret. I know Tom doesn't want me talking about it, but whatever. It's a radio show. Tom sorted moonlights as a relationship expert. So if you need some relationship advice, right? It's sort of a um dear Trudy, I don't think your name was dear Judy, dear someone of the newspaper, what do I do? Dear dear Diesel. But instead of writing to the newspaper, it's it's this phone number, eight five five Two one two four CBS sports writer on Twitter sports r e i t e r. All right, Kyler Murray got paid. Kyler Murray got a whole bunch of money, and, and I'm telling you right now, the Arizona Cardinals had to do it. They had to do it. Doesn't mean it's going to work out. It may not work out. There is a mixed bag of organizations that have successfully drafted quarterbacks who look like they could be great, and then had to pay them. Some of those guys have worked out, and the obvious ones. Patrick Mahomes, already have a Super Bowl. Josh Allen, future's incredibly, incredibly bright. And then there's some other guys who, I guess you could, you could gauge this in different ways. Carson Wentz got paid. Now, the Eagles won a Super Bowl, but it was despite Carson Wentz because of the injury. And Jared Goff is still one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. And he's also a dumpster fire, which is unfortunate for him because he's a pretty nice guy. I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just saying that the Cardinals had no choice. And the easy take and the take that I understand and the take that's going to be everywhere and the take that maybe isn't wrong is that Arizona overpaid. I know that's, that's you know, the take of some people that I've talked to over the last 24 hours that I respect. Maybe we we'll even hear from one of them, like Cell. And I get it. Because, and there's a lot of things to point to when it comes to Kyler Murray that make you or me or anyone skeptical giving the guy, you ready for this? 5 years 230.5 million dollars now that's an extension not a new contract over the life of the extension he's now under contract for 7 years under the life of the the extension or excuse me the yeah the extension the the, the back 5 years of the 7 year deal it's 46.1 million dollars per year and that ridiculous 230.5 million number is a ego number, so that he makes, in theory, on paper, we'll get into the details in a second, because it's not true, slightly more money over that deal, the new deal, than Deshaun Watson. Oh, I got paid more than Deshaun Watson. It's a lot of money, and I understand the concerns and the trepidation at paying this guy a bunch of money. First of all, sample size of one game. But still, it's a sample size. He was bad in his postseason matchup, in his one opportunity at... Postseason football against the Rams had a couple picks. Didn't play well. Looked lost. Looked overwhelmed. That's number one. N- number two, he he's a weird, an aloof guy. I never understand why colleagues of mine and I shouldn't call out people. But we've had I've had friends on the show. Like I don't want to say that 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 Zion's overweight, but maybe no he's no he's fat. He was fat for a while. That's a problem. I don't want to say that this guy's a weirdo. I'll do it. Kyler Murray's a weird guy, man. From the first time he did an interview on a rival uh, radio network with with another person, it was so bizarre, to every single instance. And, and there's a pettiness, too, scrubbing his social media. And you may think that doesn't matter... But leadership and belief in a quarterback commanding enough respect of the guys on the field that they 'll follow him successfully that can be connected to many things, including respect off the field. See as an example, not as talented a guy, but an example Baker Mayfield with the browns. Remember this is a cardinals team that just gave a, you know, not quite a quarter of a billion dollars in extra money because he 's already got a few more years to a guy who lost who was the quarterback of a team that lost what six of their last nine games in 2020, and then last year that team started seven and zero. They lost four of their last six, and then they got smoked in the aforementioned game to the eventual champion, the Rams. But, or if I were writing a column, my editors hate this. But, but, but. Ooh, dramatic. Use of the same word three times in a row. But, but, but. First of all, a seven and zero start speaks to what Arizona can be. That's number one. Number two, Kyler Murray was the MVP of the National Football League through those seven games, and probably through eight or nine games before we realized, oh, the sky is falling. Chicken Littles, who are not Kyler Murray believers, aren't wrong in this situation. I understand you got to play a complete season, but the talent is obviously there. But the real deal is that this is the reality. This is the fact. This is the um, what you have to accept if you do business in the National Football League. You have to do one of two things. You have to do really two things successfully to be, to have a. There's two paths to an NFL championship, to a Super Bowl, to success. One, and again, one leads to number two. But one is just to have, to draft a young quarterback who's really good, who's on a rookie deal, and to surround that quarterback because your money is not tied up in quarterback pay yet. They'll get the money when the extension comes in skilled players, in an offensive line, in a good defense, and to make it happen. And, and to a degree, that's what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and to a degree, I guess the best example this upcoming year where that could play out, big question mark, although Dan Orlovsky, our friend's gotten on this train, is the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa is not a sure thing. I know that. But he's also not highly paid. That's allowed them to bring in some of the best offensive linemen in the game. They obviously have spent a lot of money on defense already. Tyree Hill did not come for free. That's model number one. But the main model, the primary model, is you have to draft, usually the right quarterback, and then if you're lucky enough to draft a guy that could work, then you have to gamble again and pay him a whole bunch of money and hope that he's able to continue to develop. Let, let me give you a guy that I wouldn't have paid. We had a bunch of debate a few years ago. Should Dak Prescott get paid? And the general consensus in the end was, I guess you got to pay him. What else are you going to do? Hasn't worked in an exceptional way. Hasn't been a huge victory for the Cowboys. But it's what they had to do because they didn't have a better option. And Dak Prescott really is, I think, the best comp for Kyler Murray. Again, this is not a overwhelming level of confidence that I have. It's not an endorsement of Kyler Murray. I'm as skeptical as the next guy. I just don't see what choice Arizona had. Over his first three years, Kyler Murray's averaged 23 touchdowns and 11 picks per, per season. It's pretty good. Completing about 67% of his passes. It's almost exactly in line with what Dak did over those first three years. 22 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. A little bit bit smaller completion percentage. And if you look at the guys who have been paid, if you look at the top quarterbacks in the National Football League, I'm just going to go through, I'm going to count down from 10. I'm going to count down from 12. Carson Wentz is the 12th highest paid QB in the NFL. And the guy is an absolute abject failure and disaster. But I'm not sure the Eagles had a choice back in the day. He played really well. He played an MVP level for longer than Kyler Murray for almost, what, three-quarters of a season before that injury, and it didn't work off, work out. Jared Goff, same deal. Then there's Russell Wilson. He's the ninth-highest quarterback. By the way, most of these guys were the highest-paid QBs when they got their deals. That's the nature of the national football league. It's stupid, but every quarterback who can be or might be a top-ten QB. And Kyler Murray, I think, has the widest range. It's somewhere between the possibility of five all the way to fifteen. They're going to get paid, or they're going to walk. And even if you're a GM and a head coach who have been renewed and have your contract re-upped, which I know this happened in Arizona, you're not going to get four years to rebuild. You're not going to get the time to go through an opportunity to find another quarterback if you've already got one. Derek Carr, highly paid. Dak Prescott, highly paid. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, now Kyler Murray number two, and Aaron Rodgers, who's technically the highest paid per year, per year money. But here's the other thing about the Kyler Murray deal that I think is worth talking about. Because it's easy to look at a headline and to take the easy answer. It's a lot of money. He's a weirdo. They didn't play well at the end. It doesn't work. The fact is, in the NFL, you've got to gamble. You've got to go for it. And Mike Florio, who I don't know at all, but I really like his work, points out that actually, if you get into the contract details, from Florio's perspective, who's an attorney by training and very smart and very connected, so he tends to reflect, as most connected reporters do, the view of the league. His view is that actually Arizona got the best deal possible, and Kyler Murray did okay. And here's his point. This is not a brand new deal. They didn't rip up Kyler Murray's deal and give him a five-year deal from here. He might make $46 million a year over the course of the extension, but it's only $38 million per year over the seven years. And it's a lot less guaranteed money. It depends how you look at it. The guaranteed money is 105 million. That's what they have to pay him. But there's a clause that takes it to 160 if Kyler Murray gets injured. So it's almost an injury insurance clause for Kyler Murray if things don't work out. But if let's assume he doesn't get hurt, that's 105 million guaranteed for Kyler Murray versus the entirety of the deal for Deshaun Watson. Now Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback, beyond a doubt. Sean Watson could also spend the next year appealing a year-long suspension and trying to sue the National Football League. There's risk in everything. I don't think Kyler Murray is necessarily a great QB. I, I'll take that back. I think he's a remarkable QB, and I worry that there's a whole bunch of insert-whatever-player takes their talent for granted, but is a little too weird or self-absorbed or doesn't love the game enough to be great. A little too much Kyrie Irving. A little too much of that going on. A little too much ego happening. Maybe. Maybe. But what choice do the Cardinals have? The easy answer, at least for me, is they overpaid. There's nothing else they can do, and that's what they just—what well, they got screwed. But the fact is, they drafted Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. They've seen flashes over every one of his three years that he can be an MVP-caliber guy. They've retained the head coach who had no experience in the NFL, who's been here for Kyler's duration in the National Football League, which means they think whatever he's doing is wor- and working needs to continue to happen. Well, Kyler Murray's been the fulcrum, he's been the catalyst, he's been the main reason whatever's gone well in Arizona has gone well. Whatever's gone badly has gone badly. It is now, in the National Football League, a quarterback league. And even though there's still parity, which is what makes the NFL king, and even though you have to have a complete roster to be great, the difference between the NFL today and 20 years ago, and it's so obvious, but I'm going to say it again, is you have to have a top I don't even think top 10 quarterback's probably good enough. You have to have a top 5 or 6 quarterback, or maybe every 10 years, you know, every you know, twice a generation, you can have a top 10 to 15 QB and a great defense and some luck. See the Titans if they find a way to break through and win a Super Bowl. Like, Tannehill's a fine quarterback. He's, he's, he's fine. He's good. He's not exceptional. And that means if you have a quarterback who you think could be that— you got to pay him market value. And that's what it really comes down to. Is a quarter of a billion dollars stupid? Of course it's stupid. Is Kyler Murray really unlikable in his awkwardness and his weirdness and what, at least from the outside, feels like self-absorption? Maybe we got the guy wrong. I don't know him at all. Yeah, that, that that's the, my read on the guy, and paying him that much money makes me nervous. Have I seen him? Have you seen him utterly and completely collapse? He and his team in the second half of seasons? We have. And does it feel like that absolute... Here, just take the W moment with the Rams and the playoffs and the wild card round last year. Reinforce the fact that, man, man, this team under under Kyler Murray ain't good enough. All of that feels right. But the guy is good enough to be a top five to top ten quarterback in the National Football League. And the market value is the market value. And when Joe Burrow's deal is up, and if Trevor Lawrence figures it out, when his deal is up, and I know this probably won't happen, but if Tua Tonga Valoa has an incredible season this year, and that team wins 14 games, and he's great, when his opportunity for a contract extension comes, every QB, who might be, not is, who might be a good quarterback, a top-10 quarterback, are going to make more money than we just saw paid to Kyler Murray. So the Cardinals basically paid market value, the value of a pretty good quarterback for a guy that still has a ceiling. They didn't have a choice. It doesn't mean it's going to work, but they didn't have a choice. 855-212-4CBS if you want to give us a call. Um, Decel has been sending me some, some notes while I'm on the – he really wants to do trivia. He wants to do pop culture trivia. We're going to hold off till next week, but, but we'll talk to Tom about why he's so excited about it. I'm excited, and uh, we're going to hear what it sounds like when a, when a, when a grown man, when a head coach – grovels to a star player who's not a star anymore starvin ham i actually don't blame him i think he needs to but it's still painful to listen to and we'll uh we'll share that pain together next year on cbs sports radio
1: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. By the way, I love this. We, we invited you to call and just talk to Tom. You want to talk to D-Cell? That could be a segment, too. Talk to D-Cell. 855-2124-CBS. And D-Cell, you, got a, you had a fan. You had a D-Cell fan call in.
3: Oh, I don't know if it was a fan. Oh, it was a fan. We, we shared a laugh, that's for sure. Uh, Kai in Boise, Idaho was like, listen, d you need to learn famous movie quotes. But you got no choice. So, uh, Kai, I appreciate you. So, you're one for three so far. Yeah, I mean, if we're playing baseball, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I think you're going to get way more than ten. We're just going to do these like a
2: couple of it per show. Okay. Ready for number two? Second most famous of all time. This is easy. Are you ready? No, but here we go. You missed yesterday, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yep. This one's the easiest one on the list. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse.
3: The Godfather.
2: Okay, Sam, look at that. Ding, ding, ding.
3: Yeah, and see that hesitation? That's called Bill Ryder living in my head rent-free. What was the advice I gave you? If you don't know, just say The Godfather. Yep, yep.
2: Ooh, here's a hard one. Let's just get it. Let's just get this out of the way, because you're not going to get this one. Okay. You don't understand. Could have had class. Could have been a contender. Could have been
3: somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. I thought I had a guess. Do you want me to do it again? I, I was going to say one of the Rocky films, but I don't think so. I'm not going to tell you. You have to guess. That's, the... that, that's my guess. Let's go with the original Rocky.
2: That is, um, that is incorrect, and I love that guess. It's actually on the waterfront.
3: I've <laughs> never even heard of that.
2: You've never heard? I've never seen it, so I, I have sympathy for you in a very, very r- real way. Sometimes, man, we've got to just say things we don't mean, right? Like, it's uh, It's Rocky. Right, you didn't mean it. You didn't know. You weren't sure. You were confused, but you went for it. Very similar. To what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Darvin Ham's the head coach. He did the VC show. What is the VC show like? Vince Carter.
3: Vince Carter. You
2: got it. Not venture capitalist. No, he's no, not no. talking to some 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 Bay Area money managers who money men who are trying to invest in a new. They wouldn't invest in the Lakers though. Nope. They're Vince liking, Carter. Got it. Got it. The the VC show, and as you may know, dear listener as, as Decel and I have discussed. Russell Westbrook is, A, not very good at basketball anymore, B, highly paid, and C, probably not going to find his way out of the Lakers. So the Lakers are in some trouble. They've only got LeBron under contract for another year. LeBron is not only not getting younger, which is such a dumb expression. You're not getting any younger? No one's getting younger. That's how the passage of time works. It literally, a, a, a four-day-old not getting younger. Decel, this expression doesn't even make sense, but LeBron is certainly nearing the end of, of his ability to be effective. He's still great. He was great last year. He's not quite as durable, but he's incredible and incredible for his age, but he's closer to 40 than 30. He's not going to play forever. There's a a window. And that means they're going to find a way to make it work with Russell Westbrook. Now, I got to find a way, you know, if I had to find a way to make it work with you in movie quotes, we'd be in trouble. Luckily, that's not the job, you know? If you had to make, make it work with me in singing, if I actually did a singing show, we'd be in a lot of trouble, not my skill. The problem is that Westbrook is supposed to be good at basketball, and Darvin Ham, the new head coach of the Lakers, as you'll hear on the VC show here, uh, thanks to them, is trying really hard to pretend like Westbrook's not the problem.
1: It wasn't all of Russ's fault. I mean, when you go back and look at the games missed by LeBron at different segments, A.D. at different segments, I mean, those three only got to play a total of 22 games together. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about an 82-game season, and so – uh, just the different various energy uh, injuries with people within the lineup that were dependent upon within the rotation. Um, Russ having to carry a load, and you know you, you, you're trying to go sign uh, G League guys, and you got COVID. Mm-hmm. You know people possible being put in the protocol because of the COVID. Like so, for all of this to be heaped on Russ is, is kind of unfair in a sense, and, and and unfair in reality to be uh, quite honest. No,
2: it's not quite honest. I, I mean, th- I understand. It, it, it reminds me of the Kyler Murray story. Sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a great idea or it's true or it's accurate. Sometimes you're just, you're just boxed into a corner. I've interviewed so many athletes, right, where obviously their teammate sucks. And you're like, hey, what do you think about Chris Bosch's zero points in the finals? And I like Chris Bosch, but whatever. And you're going to get like, they'll make a face. You'll see them think the truth. Then they'll lie to you and say, oh, "You know, Chris is great. We just take it one game at a time." And you know, my favorite color is green, and that whatever else has nothing to do with this this question. I understand why why Ham has to say this. I think he's a little afraid of Russ. I think he's trying to motivate Westbrook. Here is my question for you: Do you have any confidence? I have zero. Do you want to take the contrarian view that Westbrook can figure it out, and that he and LeBron and AD, if they if they all play sixty games together this year, can be a a top six team in the Western Conference. I don't think they can.
3: I'm not going to bite on that, but but I think his numbers will improve, and I think there's no way for the Lakers team to go but up. I think they're a playoff team. I'm going to say seven or eight seed, and I think Russ's individual numbers will go up next season. But as a team, no. I'm not expecting much.
2: Have you ever played the game start- Bench cut.
3: Oh, I have, of course. Yeah. All right.
2: There's many versions of this, some of which are not appropriate in the world. We are going to play start, bench,
3: cut. I'm a little nervous.
2: Contending team. You're the head coach or the GM right now. What is today? July 22nd. If your team makes the playoffs, you keep your job. If they make the top six. If they don't, you're fired. Start, Bench cut between Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving,
3: and Ben Simmons. Thank you for the easy one here. Um, <laughs> start bench cut. I am going to bench Russ. Okay, wow. I'm going to cut Kyrie. Oh, I love that. And then, by default, I'm going to start Ben Simmons.
2: You're going to start a guy who, who hasn't st- played
3: basketball. Oh. Yep, yep. That's the route I'm going.
2: I got to tell you, I think that's my exact. Now, if I'm answering the question in the, the exact question I asked you, if a boomerang's back to me, and I have to make the playoffs in order to, to have a job, I'm first getting my resume ready before I do any <laughs> of these things because I'm going to be unemployed. Probably wise. So we're going to start Simmons because we're hoping that he comes through it. Mentally, physically, emotionally, mental health-wise, whatever the hell's going on, confidence-wise, he gets out there because we know he's an all-defensive player when he plays. We're going to bench Russ because it's funny to watch him get mad on the bench and mug me the whole time. What's up, Russ? And we're going to cut Kyrie because he's the worst. Does that feel like a fair rendering?
3: Feels like the right way to go. Doesn't mean it's going to work like Kyler Murray paying him. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but I think that's the right move.
2: All right, we're going to do one more. I love this game. I'm going to do one more version of start, bench, cut. Are you ready?
3: Nope, but let's do it anyway.
2: Better version. Not a bunch of bums, a bunch of talented guys who have their own, each have their own issues. LeBron. Kevin Durant. Anthony the Brow Davis.
3: Again, thank you for the easy ones here. Uh, I'm going to start LeBron. Okay. I'm going to bench KD and cut the brow. You're cutting the brow? Yeah. You're going to tell me you're going to cut LeBron or KD?
2: KD's not durable, but neither is Anthony Davis. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm definitely starting LeBron.
3: This is not good news for you that you agreed with me twice. No, it's it, it's an uncomfortable, it's an yeah, uncomfortable yeah. place. Not a good place for you.
2: What was the uh, what was the rejoin that you did? Uh, I'd call it eighty-eight percent. Was it? I disagree with you. Was that the percentage? Oh
3: yeah, just in general, not even on a specific take. No,
2: that was a specific take. You're oh, taking it out of context. I don't
3: know about that one. I think it was just in general.
2: No, the initial thing was like a, you said something like I, you know, I think you were like I think Dwight Howard's a top five all-time center or something. <laughs>
3: I think it was just hey D-Cell, you're never right. So I that always is not disagree. True. I always okay. disagree with you.
2: Do you want to bet fifty Because 'Cause I'm sure we can find it. I'll bet you fifty dollars.
3: Uh no, no, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, gonna bet fifty dollars.
2: How about how about a hundred dollars? No, no, no. If I go up, are you more likely to
3: do it? <laughs> no, it gets less likely. <laughs> okay,
2: got it. I don't, I I dude, I that was a very specific cause you have a weird thing about your takes on centers.
3: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of centers in general, but the NBA has really proven me wrong here with uh, you know the back-to-back MVP being a center and the runner-ups.
2: You do not have the worst center take I've ever heard on my show, though. Oh, that's great news. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, Shep. You know, remember Shep? Oh, I know that Shep. Shep is Sale. What's he doing now? He's executive producer of uh,
3: the JR Sport Brief right here on CBS. Sports very, right very now. good show. Um,
2: Shep made the argument a few years ago. What was it? Some version of Dwight Howard's amazing, and is like a great player. And this is like Dwight Howard doesn't really play. It was just, I mean, you know, I like Shep. It was a terrible take. I mean, like literally one of the worst takes I've ever heard on the radio. And I've done some bad takes, so it it happens. So you, and I'm sure I've had some terrible center takes. I just can't remember what they are right now. Okay. One more of start bench cut. You ready?
3: I'm ready for this third one.
2: Okay. Mike Samter, the executive producer of Maggie and Perla.
3: Now we're talking. I'm into this.
2: Okay. Shep.
3: The executive producer of JR Sports Brief Show,
2: and Stuart Kovacs. Ooh,
3: yeah, okay. yeah, okay. your
2: friend of me, Stu, who is the associate producer on Jim Rome and Maggie and Perloff.
3: All right, first we're going to start with the cut because that's an easy one. I'm going to cut Mike Samter. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to bench Shep, and I'm going to start Stu. I'm going to give Starts- Stu- I'm going to give him some love here.
2: Wow. Yeah. So your, I just want to get your rank. You're you're, you're, you're cutting Samter. Yep. So that you can put Shep on the bench.
3: Yep. But Stu start right the away. Apple of your eye. He's the star of this team.
2: What does apple of your eye mean?
3: I have no idea. That where one do I don't g- use. To be fair, I don't use that one.
2: It, it, it mean like is that? Do you think it came from like a place where a lot of apples are like Maine? Is that where do they grow apples in this country?
3: I have no idea. Maine? I always took it as like an apple will like glisten off your eye, like a shiny apple, like the.
2: I, I never understood the, um, from the New Testament the uh, before you remove the plank in your neighbor's eye, remove the plank in your own eye. I understood what it meant. You know, why don't you fix your own problems, jerk face. But uh, I probably shouldn't joke about the New Testament that way. Um, another year in purgatory. I shouldn't joke about that either. Um, I just understand plank like, what, like, like, like a piece of wood.
3: That's what I know a plank to be, like walking the plank and we circle back to pirates now.
2: I would rather have an apple in my eye. To be honest, than, than a blank. All right. So you've so who are all the losers here? So so you you cut AD, you cut Kyrie, and you cut Samter. So last one, La, it's a losers' version. It's like a greatest hits version. <laughs> okay,
3: I see where we're going. Here. Of
2: of start bench cut. Okay, just isn't life. I guess isn't life. I don't know what the job is. AD, Kyrie, and Samter. Mike <laughs> Samter, producer of Maggie for Love Show.
3: Uh, I'm going to start the brow. Okay. I'm going to bench Kyrie. Oh, no. And I'm going to cut Mike Samter yet you again. You can't cut Samter over Kyrie. Why not?
2: Wow, I guess you can.
3: <laughs> not
2: the apple of your eye. All right. Let's. Um. So I, I don't love live golf. I don't love the reality of it. I, I think there's a lot to be. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but you and I have talked a lot on the air about my, my theory that, that I think live golf can come for other sports. And I think it's a test run for that possibility. And I don't know if you saw this, but Pro Football Talk did a little article, I think yesterday or the day before, on just what would it look like. Is live football is live a threat to? And and basically, the argument they made is absolutely. But but it's more. And they made a point I hadn't thought of that if they're going to go after other sports in America, at least you the sports you want are first individual sports because it's easier to get a league together. And then sports that have the smallest rosters. So basketball would be a much more viable target in the beginning than football, because you don't need that. And really you only need what three stars to make a team work or two. Then you can fill with a bunch of bums like they have in golf. But that theory we put out there, starting to get some traction. Starting to get some traction. I really like start start bench cut. We might have to just do this on a on a rate. And every day I'm gonna bring up Samter. 855 uh, eight five five two one two four CBS. Uh, live golf. Don't love it, don't like it, think it's an issue, think it's a threat. The idea that it's a threat that began here, as as far as I understand it, is spreading out into the great big echo chamber. And Charles Barkley is on the other side of this. And he has, I think, a reasonable counterpoint. I'm not saying it's right, but it might be. And we're going to get into it after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Mike McCann. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Happy Friday! I have a little weekend, weekend energy. Diesel and I actually have four day weekends. We've we've coordinated our vacation so we can in real time exchange photos of what's going on.
3: Oh, we're doing that this weekend. Sure, let's go.
2: You're going to be at the shore. The shore, not the beach. The shore. The shore of the Atlantic Ocean. How far south do you have to go that it's not the shore anymore, even though it's the same ocean?
3: Oh, to me, I mean, it's the whole state, no matter where you go.
2: But if you're in, my, if you're in Florida, if you're in Miami, where I used to live, and you go over to the beach, you're not at the
3: shore. I think it's probably once you leave the state of New Jersey. I don't think that anybody else calls it the shore. It's only New Jersey. From what I know, and what I gather, everyone looks at me like I got ten heads when I say the shore.
2: When I went to Coney Island and I walked through sand to get to the polluted waters of, of that fine
3: body of water,
2: I wasn't at the shore. because That's in New York.
3: Uh, as I understand it, you Good. are correct. You were at the beach at Coney Island.
2: Can I tell you what I'm going to do this weekend? I would love to hear about it. Very excited.
3: Although I don't know if
2: it counts. As you know, sucker, when Barcelona plays Real Madrid... It is a clásico, and as you know, as our resident soccer expert, they play each other twice a year in La Liga. They can play each other in the Copa del Rey, in theory. They often play each other in the Supercopa, as you have pointed out many times, zero times, because you're not a soccer fan. And I guess in theory they could play each other in the Champions League. It's happened. It's rare. So they, you can have, you will have at least two clásicos, but you can have three or four or five if, if the stars align. There's a bunch of preseason friendlies right now where teams are playing each other. And they're, you know they, the, the matches matter. There are some stars playing, some young guys trying to make the team. It's a little more intense than, say, preseason baseball, spring training baseball or preseason NFL or whatever. And Real Madrid, Barcelona play each other in a Clasico on Sunday in Vegas. Here's my question. Is it still a Clasico if it doesn't count, even though all these guys hate each other?
3: No, not if it doesn't count. It has to count. It has to mean something. Because I'm excited about it. Yeah, as the... F- yeah. Uh, the fan bases can be excited about it, but I don't think you can give it that name if it means absolutely nothing.
2: Barcelona. Barcelona. All right. That's my. Do you like my Spanish? I've worked on my Spanish.
3: Yeah, it's getting better.
2: Yeah, it's really not. All right, so... Are we on the same page on Live Golf? I don't like Live Golf. I think it's awful. I think Saudi Arabian money is dirty. I think it's clear that they are trying to lift themselves up, put a shine on themselves, called it sports washing. The idea that you can own and be a part of sports ventures that matter to change and to launder and to improve your reputation on stuff that's really serious. And I think the more extreme view, and I think one I would share, is trying to scrub the blood off of your image with with, with dollars. Right? Green Trying to take out the red. Do you I, I've never asked you this time. Are you with me on this or are you kind of ambivalent about Live Golf?
3: My super honest take to you, I'm resigned that Live Golf is here to stay and it doesn't make me feel good about me, but I'm done screaming from the mountaintops against it. There's nothing we can do about it.
2: So you just surrendered. But uh, you don't yeah, yeah. but if you a, if you had a magic wand, you would you would oppose Live Golf. Oh yes,
3: definitely. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Barkley makes an interesting Point, and this is, I think, this is the New York Post, right? This
3: yes, is the New York, York Post. Yep.
2: Background is that if Chuck takes a hundred million or more to go to Live Golf, he may have to leave TNT. We don't really know if that's the case, but certainly sponsors could have an issue with it. Here's Barkley quote: "In a perfect scenario, I would love to do both, both Live Golf and NBA on TNT." Quote: "I don't know how Turner sponsors are going to feel about it. I know there is going to be some blowback." Then here's the interesting thing, Tom, that I don't agree with, but I I could be wrong. He could be right. Here's where he gets into the real thorny parts of what gives me pause and gives you some, some unhappy thoughts, but you're resigned to it. Quote, this is Barkley on Live Golf. Quote, listen, they are making up words like blood money and sports washing. I said, we have all taken blood money, and we all have sports washed something, so I don't like those words, to be honest with you. If you are in pro sports, you are taking some type of money from not a great cause. And what's really interesting about that is that there's some truth in that. And there's easy examples to point to, like Dan Snyder, right? Dan Snyder, not necessarily the best guy in the world, according to some of the things even the National Football League has investigated and looked into. Congress is looking into his business practices. There have been allegations of sexual misconduct and sexual harassment. And there are other examples. I mean, I mean, look at look at look at um, Bobby Cakes, Robert Kraft, the owner of of the Patriots. Bobby Cakes engaging in behavior allegedly with a woman, perhaps allegedly of ill repute, that would have gotten a lot of players in so much trouble, right? So much trouble is what Bobby Cakes accused of doing. That different from Deshaun Watson. Now Deshaun Watson is accused of serial accusations of, of misconduct. But my point is a um sexual reality that is that is awful and degrading okay and there's more examples the thing is, and he's he's right by the way tom like there are you certainly and I don't want to get into all the corp but there are corporations there are corporations that are incredible corporations that have values that matter and there are corporations that are awful and do terrible things and contribute to terrible things and 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 and, and use child labor like there's there's all kinds of realities out there people don't want to really have to deal with when they're watching sports and Barkley makes a really interesting point. The, the only thing that I would say, and this is where it's like people don't do nuance well to Barkley, is he's not wrong. If you've engaged in it, you've engaged in sports washing. And by the way, if you've been in the sports media, I am in the sports media, same thing. I've worked for almost every major company. Some are great. Some aren't. That's part of the deal. Some bosses are great. Some aren't part of the deal. I once worked for a terrible boss, horrible human being, oh, awful. I can't believe the person didn't go down to me too. I, I just, the things I saw can't believe it was I a part of sports washing that person's reputation when I want to work for that person and maybe 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 I mean I, to, to be fair what I'll say about this is there's, there's a there's a degree of moral relativism in this in that just because you are sports washing for Dan Snyder let's say or a greedy NFL organization the National Football League Doesn't mean that it's okay, therefore, to sports wash on every degree of what's wrong, all the way up to and including a regime that is accused of murdering and dismembering a dissident. And so my only sort of pushback here, D-Cell, on Barkley, and again, I may be wrong because his his thought really made me pause and, and examine my own sort of career, my own career, is that. Moral relativism, the idea that morality is relative, I just I don't subscribe to that. There's, I think there's right and wrong. I think there's good and evil. I know things are nuanced and difficult and, and tough, and I know there's a spectrum of what's right and what's wrong. But just because you've engaged in some difficult circumstances with who's employed you, as Barkley is suggesting is the case for everybody in sports, doesn't mean that a repressive regime that murders people who have different values in that regime, if you're gay in that country, if you're a dissident in that country, if you want to criticize the, mo- the monarchy in that country, if you're... A former Washington Post columnist who's been dismembered, if you're a woman and you believe in, in women's rights, if you just want to you have a daughter and you want to make your own choices about her body, I mean all kinds of things right and I mean an extreme version not in the American political sense. Saudi Arabia is not a great regime in that in that sense, and, and the idea of the crimes that they've committed and the things that have happened are are beyond dispute. I just don't know that it's it's a like for like comparison that Barclay's making, even though I think he makes an interesting point
3: I think he's playing a semantics game there when you Dig deep into it. You mentioned some of the examples. Yeah, Chuck has a point. Absolutely. It's not apples to apples, though. Like, some of that's a stretch here, Chuck. Like, I get what he's saying, but it's a big leap. Let me give you my sort of – I'm not sure it's controversial. I think the United States – I know the United
2: States has engaged in its history and in its, its policies abroad, right? To its own citizens and people abroad in awful, terrible, evil decisions. It's also the greatest country in the history of civilization. It can be both, right? Like com- Countries, people of power are complicated. I love America. It doesn't make America perfect. But the reality is America is better than everywhere else it's ever been in the history of humankind in terms of freedom and everything else. So, so yeah, like you could make their own America does bad things. Yeah, of course they do. But not on the scale of Saudi Arabia. And, and Saudi Arabia's ability to do things that are awful are unabetted. They are unblocked in their own country. It is a totalitarian, absolutist regime. And so for Barkley again, like, because you can make the same argument, like you take money from America, it's America. America. I mean, just because there are th- mistakes have been made in places that are mostly excellent, doesn't mean you say to hell with it. I'll just throw my whole soul out out the window. That that's my problem with Barkley.
3: Can I ask you a question that I've been asking myself over this past week, having to do with Chuck? Yeah. If Charles has the opportunity to do both, live golf and continue with inside the nba with kenny Shaq, and ej are you going to view that show differently no i wish i would me either and and yeah, i'm annoyed part of the issue. i'm annoyed with myself about it but i won't i'll still I enjoy mean, it
2: i've said this before i'm not important enough for this to ever happen but if live golf made a mistake and mistook me for someone else you know thought i was joe davis or something and called and offered me 10 million dollars i'd like to pretend i wouldn't take it but i mean i don't i guess I guess put the contract in front of me. We can find out if I'm as moral as I think I am. But I don't know, man. And I understand Chuck missed out on all that money. He made a good living, not that kind of a living. Hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Doesn't make it right. All right, let's shift gears to just straight NBA talk. Jared Greenberg, who I love, a straight shooter, NBA TNT, NBA TV. We'll talk some Durant and other topics next on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.